Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. My first two years were growing years, which was fine. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be like equal to my 20-year educator salary right away, but I doubled after my first year, and then I almost doubled last year. I was just looking at my number. So in my third year, I made significantly more. I went over the six-figure mark in my third year. I mean, that's the first time I'd ever made over six figures. It's just so empowering to be able to do that. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Julie Ulstrup, and if you are someone who works at a job that you are so ready to quit, this is definitely the episode for you. Julie ended up leaving her career as a school counselor after 20 years to become a portrait photographer, and she has never looked back. She ended up building a very successful business in Colorado, and now she makes a significant amount more money as a photographer than she ever did as a school counselor, even though she has a master's degree in counseling. So Julie made this career change in her 50s, and life is just so good for her right now. Hearing about how happy she is is so wonderful, and it was really interesting to learn about how she provides such great service to her clients that they have no problem writing reviews for her and just sending her tons of referrals. Julie is such a lovely person, and I'm so glad you get to hear her story. Here she is. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Nikki. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm really excited about your interview today. Me too. Have you ever done a podcast before? No, I haven't done a podcast. I do little video clips with Animoto, but I have not done a podcast before, so it's my first. Oh, exciting. Well, I, you know, I actually, I've kind of been watching you a little bit in the in Sue's SBE members only Facebook group. Yes. Because you're always just so positive. And there was one post that really caught my eye. I, I don't know if it's because I was a school social worker, you were a counselor, you know, a school counselor, and it just, I... It just, I paid a little bit more attention, but you had posted about how your business has really taken off and just how well you've been doing. And I thought, you know what? I really want to learn more and hear, hear about how she's doing. So I'm excited to hear your whole story. I'm really excited to share it. And the same for you, Nikki. When I started with Sue Bryce and I heard that you used to work in the schools, I was like, oh yeah, I want to watch this lady because <laughs> she was in the same boat as I was. Yeah, I feel like we're this like bonded group of people, whether it's teachers or school counselors or school social workers, you know, we're just, it's being in the public education system or even private education system. It can be a high burnout rate. I know I experienced that and I'm assuming that's one of the reasons you switch your careers. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So take us back then, starting from when you were a counselor and what life was like and what did you do then and kind of how you discovered that you wanted to be a photographer? Okay, well, I was a school counselor for almost 20 years. Actually, probably more than 20 years. I worked in higher education and then I worked in secondary, so middle school and high school for a long time. And I moved from where I was living in Indianapolis. I moved to Colorado, love Colorado, found a job right away, loved the work and then it became really, really stressful. It was more, mm -hmm. I was in a school where there were a lot of high need students and it became a lot of paperwork and pressure and stress and not necessarily, yes. yeah, about serving the students in the way that I really wanted to and trained to. I've always felt like empowering people has been really important for me. And I just felt like I was grinding through paperwork and it was not satisfying. Yeah, I can relate to that 
Totally. There's just, there's so much involved. It's not just helping kids or helping teachers. There's just, there's politics involved in school districts. And there is, like you said, the paperwork and the logistics and it's a tricky job to have for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. respect people who do that for years and years and years. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, okay. So you had 20 years into this. Yes, I did. I mean, obviously you had the benefits and, you know, the stable paycheck. When did you decide to dabble in photography or were you a photographer prior? Like how did that all fit in? Well, I've been a photographer for a really long time. I started when I was in high school and now I am 57, but I have loved photography really my whole life. Ever since I was a little girl, I had one of those little Kodak Instamatic cameras with a little flash cube on top. And I loved it in high school. I loved it in college. I worked for a really big and very prestigious studio right out of college. And then life started and I moved away. I didn't really think that photography would be something that would be a career or a sustainable career for me. And then in 2017, I was on a leave from the school district and I found Sue Bryce Education. And I was like, oh, yes. And I went to one of the trainings that she offered in LA and it was fabulous. Of course, the training was amazing. It was the 50 and fabulous training. And then I met, Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I met all of these other photographers there. And it was at that point that I realized, oh, I could do this and I could earn a living and I can make an impact and all of the things that, really had, you know, fallen away from my other job as a counselor. So I want to back up a little bit. You said that you didn't believe that you could be a photographer. Take me back to why that is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I was a photographer. I just didn't really believe that I could do that to earn a living. Like I said, I loved photography. I have an undergraduate degree in journalism and I took every photojournalism class that I could. And my family, with the very, very best of intentions, were like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to make a living as a photographer. You can't make a living as a photographer. And even throughout college, I worked as a photographer. I worked for a studio. I did, yeah. I took fraternity and sorority pictures like way back in the day. And yeah, I made good money. And then I, you know, I made good money working at this great studio right out of college But it just, in my mind, it didn't seem like a career path that would be possible even. It's so funny. You're not the first person to say that. But it's funny because you said you were making good money doing it, but then still didn't think that that was a possibility as a career. It's crazy how like the belief systems that we have around creative professions kind of can keep us from really pursuing it. Absolutely. And one of the other pieces of it too is my grandparents owned a camera store. Like before, oh, wow. I, yeah, before I was ever born. And they did very, very well. My grandmother lived to be a hundred and, you know, she was never without anything. So it was a completely bad belief system that I had. Exactly what you said, you know, about having a creative career right, that could right. also be profitable. Right. Okay. So In 2017, you said you came to a workshop that Sue had done the 50 and Fabulous. And you're in your 50s, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay. So you did the 50 and Fabulous workshop. But prior to that, I'm assuming you were still a full-time counselor at that point. Like, you know, fill in the gaps there. So you're starting to feel burned out at your job. And then what? Absolutely. I was feeling burned out at my job. And I had taken some other classes, done some other workshops, that kind of thing. And still, it just didn't seem like there was enough to create a business that was going to be sustainable. And I never, ever, I guess I should say that I always, always had this passion for photography. Obviously, working as a school counselor, I love people. I love helping people and empowering people and helping them see who they really are. But it just, there were just like all these gaps, like, I don't know how I can do this. And then I signed up for Sue Rice Education. It was in January of 2017. And I just really started to see, oh yeah, this could be a really good career, a really good business, and really 
it sounds kind of corny, but I felt like it could really feed my soul and refuel my passion for just everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was it about it, though? You know, like you had said, you tried some other, you know, workshops or whatever. It wasn't working out. Like, what was it about this experience that made you decide you could do this? And were you even charging at the time? Or you I was know, charging. Like, yeah, shooting? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was shoot and burn. It was, you know, really oh, okay. inexpensive, not the highest quality. What I felt like when I started with Super Ice Education was... There was so much, so many workshops and so many different things online. The other thing that was Mm -hmm. really, really attractive to me was Sue's value system and talking with us about money, talking with us about our blocks, talking about the emotional part of it, the heart, the, you know, the creative spirit, all of those pieces combined together. It just seemed really like it would be a great fit for me. In a, in addition to the business part and the creative part and the photography part, and there's so many pieces, as you know, as we all know, who have mm-hmm. photography businesses, that it just felt like, oh, these are all of the pieces that I need and some pieces that I didn't even know that I need. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> right. oh, totally. I know totally. that <laughs> or I need mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I do. I really do. Okay, so here you are, still a school counselor. You do the workshop, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm just thinking back to when I made the decision that I set a goal for myself that I was going to do one more year in the school, and then I was going to quit. And it was like a combination of being terrified and excited and so determined, but also like, uh, what if I fail? Yes, (laughs) yes. And then, but wait, no, failure is not an option. So what was that whole process like for you? It was exactly that. It was like the push and the pull. You know, photography was just pulling me, you know, and it had been for a long time. I just kind of forgot and hadn't paid attention. And the push of like, oh my gosh, this, the rest of this is sucking me dry. So it was really Mm -hmm. the combination. It was like the perfect storm. I feel like, okay, this is, you know, this is absolutely what I need when I need it. You know, there's that, I don't know if it's a Chinese saying or something, but when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's what it was like for me. It was like, wow. I've never actually heard that saying, but that makes so much sense. Yeah, that's what it was like for me. Wow. Okay, so at this point, you said you're in your 50s. Your kids were grown and gone at this point. Mm -hmm. Yes. And did you have any other income? Like all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, quit my job as a counselor. Right. Steady income, like all of that, you know, benefits, health benefits. Well, I'm married and my husband and I at the time had been married me, I think we'd been married like, oh no, we'd been married about a year and a half. And so that was terrifying for me. And it was all about me, all, all, all about me, not about him, because we came into our relationship as partners and very similar money values and, you know, hard work, good work ethic. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. I was going to be quitting my stable income job. And we had a million talks about it. And he was like, Julie, you should do it. You're totally going to do it. You know, you're going to work hard. I have faith in you. But I was terrified because I thought I don't want to let him down. I don't want to let myself down. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be you know, homeless or anything, but I really felt like it is important for me to hold up my end of the bargain. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. I could see that, especially being in, you know, somewhat of a new marriage and yeah, yeah, just having the work ethic and everything. It's like you want to be a contributing partner with it all. And it's like leaving everything that you knew to be stable. And I just, I love that you took that leap because there are so many you know, teachers and even in the corporate world, like when you work X amount of years, you get this pension and, you know, you get these, ben- and that's a question that I, that I hear from people a lot is like, well, what about my benefits? And I'm like, well, I pay for them now. It's just an extra expense that I have to budget in. Like there's always a way around it, but I think there are so many people who stick in that career, almost like we've been trained through society that, you have to work for X amount of years so you get this pension. But I mean, let's be real. Let's look at, you know, pensions that have gone away that people thought they were getting the rest of their lives or like 
the insurance that you think you're going to get, and then that gets canceled. I mean, there's just so many ifs and what's and whatever, but I feel like as a society, we've kind of been told, like, you do this and you do that, and you stick with your job for 30 years, or at least for me growing up, that was ingrained in me through family. Absolutely. And you, yeah, and you, like, made this choice to leave it. Absolutely. In your 50s. Yeah. 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 It would have been really hard to stay. And it wasn't an easy decision because the other part of it, yes, I mean, there was that huge financial decision and that huge piece. But the other part of it was, is it was like, I felt like I was making a difference and having such an impact. And when I found Sue and all of her team, you, I realized, oh my gosh, I can have an impact doing something I love. And that was a piece of it for me that was really important. The other thing is too, is I was like, all right, well, it might be hard, but like, I don't care because being a school counselor is hard. (laughs) Right. My sister's a medical doctor. She went to med school. I I have a master's degree. It's like, I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So there were absolutely a lot of fears, but I was just like, I have to do this because- It's what I want. And it's what, again, it might sound a little bit like, you know, unicorns and cupcakes, but I'm like, it makes my heart sing. It makes my heart sing. It's so powerful. Now, you said that you had photographed sororities and fraternities and that sort of thing. Had you ever done portraits before or was this your first time doing that? It was really my first time doing portraits. I didn't have a studio. I didn't, well, I had kind of a makeshift studio. I live in Colorado, and so a lot of people will do outdoor, air quotes, studio, which, you Mm -hmm. know, and and I I live on a property that's beautiful, which my studio is also on my property, which is amazing. And it's- Ooh, that's nice. It is nice. It's so nice. And it's this very quintessential Colorado. We've got this red barn, and a lot of people do still want outdoor portraits, And we have the full professional indoor studio as well. So I've got backdrops. I've got a room for hair and makeup. And sometimes people think they only want outdoors. And we do, you know, I'll say, oh, let's just do a couple indoors. And they love both of them. So it's a great, a great opportunity for people to have both an indoor as well as an outdoor experience and just really have an amazing experience. That's awesome. I love that you have both the indoor and outdoor. I love shooting outdoors, but what steers me away from it a lot of the time is the unpredictability of it. Yes. Where anyone could be in the park. You know, a car could drive by. I might find this great location, but then I realize, because I'm directionally challenged, but (laughs) I've had to learn how to make sure that I've got this down, is if the sun is in the wrong spot in this beautiful place and I wanted to backlight them, then it's not going to work. It's like, When you have it on your own property, it just seems like it's so predictable. You know when the light's going to be good in which place. You know based on the season what's going to be, you know, foliage and flowers or whatever. Like, that's really cool. It is. It's really great. And and the other thing about, you know, you mentioning a park or something like that is, you know, then my clients don't have to go change in the bathroom or hop in the back Mm -hmm. of their car and put on, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. that just seems very not fun. And so it's... Again, they have this experience here that's just really relaxed and really fun. And, you know, sometimes if there's a large family group and they're all having hair and makeup, they're here for a long time and, you know, the kids can go outside and hang out. And so it's, it is really, yeah, it's that's really great. great. Yeah. So this leads me to just see when you're talking about big groups and families, like tell us about what is it that you're shooting most of now and how do you price it? So I shoot families. I do lots of generation families. So, you know, grandparents, great-grandparents. I do high school seniors, and I do business Mm -hmm. branding and business headshots. And my pricing is based on Sue's pricing. I have a standard session fee that includes hair and makeup, and then I have my packages. And people can buy images individually, or they can choose to have a collection, which most people are choosing a collection. Most people... I offer folio boxes and I offer wall art. It seems like people really love the folio collection. I love the folio box too. I think it's just a beautiful, gorgeous product. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why people love it. You know, Sue talks about 
offer what you love. And I think it's just a yes. great, uniquely crafted in Italy product that they're not going to see everywhere else. So yeah, that's what I love. Right. Okay. So you said you have the packages and you do, you know, the wall art and all of that. Tell me a little bit more. Like, do you offer small, medium, large package? Do you have a session fee? Like that sort of. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. There's a session fee and it's two ninety seven. That includes hair and makeup for one person. And then it mm-hmm. goes up from there. And then people come and they choose the images they love, just like Sue teaches us. And yes, I have three different packages. People can also purchase a la carte. So if they only want one or two images, but that doesn't usually happen. And printed images are part of what they are purchasing. They have printed 8x10s in archival mats, and then they get a digital file with every print that they purchase. Unless someone's doing a business branding kind of thing, and that's different than that's a digital package. But those are only available in packages. Okay, so that sounds like it's for like the family photo shoots that you do, you know, both in studio and outdoor. So you also just mentioned that you do digital branding. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yep. So digital branding is headshots and or images that people would use for their business. So if they're a small business, a large business, and they want to have great files, great things that they can put up on different social media outlets, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or Google, even on Google My Business, that's been really Mm -hmm. big. But digital files for businesses, because I really believe, I really, really believe that well, I know it's true from my from my counseling and <laughs> psychology background, but is that, you know, as human beings, we are attracted to other human faces. And so mm-hmm. really us and our brand, people want, they connect with faces. All They, we, because I'm a person too, we all connect with human faces. <laughs> so if people are looking for something in their marketing to stop the feed or to get people attracted to their brand, the most powerful thing that they can use are images of themselves or images of, you know, their ideal client. So that's a lot of the business. It's so true. Yeah. It's it's so true. I once had a client who said that she started her business and, you know, it was doing okay, you know, nothing great or whatever, but you know, it was, it was doing okay. She, it was in her first year and then she swapped out her photos. I had done a photo shoot of her. She swapped it out change nothing else except, you know, through her website, email, LinkedIn, and all that. She started getting like comments and emails and just like people saying like, wow, your business has really taken off. I'm so proud of you. And it's funny because she was like, all I did was change out my photos. Like literally I did nothing else, but it's the perception of when you got these professional looking photos, it just ties everything together. And, and like you said, it adds this sort of human connection when you see that person looking their best. Absolutely. I have business owners who've told me that as well. I've worked with yoga studios and fitness studios. And and one client of mine said the exact same thing. She's like, we get clients now all the time who have found us because of our images on Google My Mm -hmm. Business. So it's super powerful. Google My Business. Interesting. Yeah, that's great. You know, I've never really heard that term, Google My Business, which is really interesting. You'd think I would have heard of that. I'm going to have to look into that more. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. (laughs) I've done some research with Google people that I've met at different conferences and that kind of thing and really optimized that for my business and helped some other business owners. It's been pretty cool. Okay. This is good. This is good to know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to look into that more. Yeah. That's awesome. So how are you getting all of these clients? So you've got some families, you've got the headshot and personal branding stuff going on. How are you marketing all of this? Well, a lot of networking, 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 networking. And I also mentioned Google My Business. I've been doing that. I do a post pretty much once a week on Google My Business. Mm. And I probably get one or two phone calls that become clients. I have all of my reviews. All of my clients do reviews on Google My Business. So they do reviews for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so smart. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that has been pretty phenomenal. I have some referrals. I also have met a lot of my clients. I, I live in this amazing community. I live in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is Northern Colorado. And 
I donate to nonprofits and I will donate a gift voucher to a silent auction, something like that. Like, like Sue has taught, you know, do that. And I have families Mm -hmm. come, I have high school seniors come, and then I also have referrals. I love that you said your clients do the referrals on Google My Business. Now, do you ask them to do the referrals? I do. Or do they just do it organically? No, okay. I ask That's them. what I was hoping you would say. Because mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say like, well, I'm not getting the reviews or, you know, how do I get referrals? And And Sue actually, because of getting this question so often, she made a video about how to ask for a referral because that's exactly what you have to do. People are so busy I mean, our to-do list, who who doesn't have a to-do list that is like 100 things long? Yes. And so if you just expect someone to add one more thing on their to-do list without you asking, it's probably not going to happen. But clients are so willing to do it. Like my husband just launched his new master electrician business, and all he had to do was reach out to a couple past clients. They were so happy to do this for him. Like they they just wrote these amazing reviews if he didn't ask and just waited for them to send say nice things about him, like it's just not going to happen. I know. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And and I have this email based on what Sue has taught us and I put the link right in there. Yep. And I would be so appreciative if you would help our business grow and they just click on it and it's a, a link right to the Google My Business. They pop in the five stars <laughs> and write a review. So yes, it that has been really, really helpful. It's so awesome. And you make it so easy for them. Yes. Click this link. I mean, and when you provide good service and connect with clients, which I know you do, they're more than happy to write reviews for you. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. It is. Yeah. Okay. And you also had said that you do a lot of networking. What does networking look like to you? Networking, I'm connected with the Chamber of Commerce. I mentioned that Mm -hmm. I'm connected with several nonprofits and I've done some work for them. So that has been some networking as well. Some of the networking that I've done has not been great. And maybe I even stuck around a little bit too long, but I was like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Am I not doing something? But it but what I'm learning, what I've learned is that it takes a while. You know, it takes longer than I thought it would take with networking. Mm-hmm. You know, people like me, people, you know, feel connected with me, but it just takes a while to get people excited about the idea of having a portrait made, whether it's of their family or business branding or anything like that. But yeah. Right. Well, I think that it's something that people tend to avoid because it seems, unfortunately, that often people don't enjoy <laughs> Getting their photo taken. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's a scary thing. It's a vulnerable thing. A lot of people don't like photos of themselves. So yeah, it is. Sometimes it does take a while. And I'm assuming too, you're not just the -the run-of-the-mill $100 headshot person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is, you know, some level of commitment on that part and on their part. And people know that it's, it's going to be an experience. It's going to be something amazing. And they kind of have to you know, walk around it, I guess, a little bit before they're going to dip their toe in. How do they know that, though? Like, how do they know it's an experience? How do they know it's not just a run-of-the-mill? Well, so I (laughs) I have this story that I like to share about a client that I worked with, and she came in with her daughters and her granddaughter, and her granddaughter is an adult. And they were, you know, having hair and makeup done, and this woman was, she was maybe like in her 70s, And she said, part of it is I tell this story, and I'm not kidding you, Nikki. This is exactly how she said it. She said, Julie, I have never had a portrait taken like this before. She said, I've only ever had a portrait taken at church, and it was wham, bam, thank you, (laughs) ma'am. So when I tell people that, you know, it's hilarious, right? Because nobody thinks about church and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But I'm like, like, oh, yeah, no, we don't do wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Nobody likes that. So I share that story with people. And I think the other piece is, is that once we have a consultation, you know, once people get to know me, they see my studio, they see my space, they learn all about what the experience is going to be like. They're like, oh, yeah. And of course, I, I mean, that's what I talk about. That's what I share with people. So that's what they've come to expect. 
what is your experience? Like if I were to be like, Julie Ulstrup, I want to do a photo shoot with you. What would I get? What would it look like? Well, you would come to my studio and we would talk about like, who are you and what kind of photographs do you want? Why are you being photographed? You know, do you want to be photographed by yourself? Do you want to be photographed casual? Do you want to maybe do something fancy? Do you want to maybe do something a little bit risque? What, you know, what, tell me about who you are, just really getting to know you as my client. And then really the client is getting to know me as well and figuring out, can he or she trust me? You know, do the Mm -hmm. images look like images that I might imagine myself? So we have a consultation, we talk about who they are and if they're doing it for business or branding or anything like that, figure out like, what is your brand? Who are you and what is your brand? Because I believe everybody, if they have a business, they are the face of their brand. Mm -hmm. Of course. So we figure out what kind of photo shoot they want and then we put it together and we co-create this experience and they come back. And if it's a person just by him or herself, You know, if it's a woman, she can choose to have hair and makeup. I don't force people to do it. It's part of their session fee, but I'm not going to force somebody to do something. But most women would like a little bit of pampering. And, you know, we have some sparkling water, some tea, you know, some chocolate and almonds, strawberries sometimes, and just make it a really fun experience. My makeup and hair woman is amazing. And that has been a game changer. That has been such a gift to have her as part of it because she is also very much about creating this really like curated experience so that people, women especially, feel really special. So they bring their clothes and we've of course talked about clothes and styling and that kind of thing. And they bring their clothes and we look through and I have, I plan you know, what different backdrops we're going to use, if we're going to do any outdoor locations. And we go through their shoot and it can take an hour. It can take two hours, you know, of actual shooting time. And they just feel pampered and special and amazing during the entire time. That's so awesome. And like you said, like the hair and makeup person can be so, so crucial because you've got to have someone who just makes your clients feel special too. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when you first started and you said you asked these questions in the consultation and, you know, how do you want to be photographed and what do you want to wear and all that? In my head, I'm like, I want to do a photo shoot. It's, it's just, even though I've done them before, as soon as you started asking those questions right away, I went to, huh, well, what would I want to do? Oh, that sounds fun. I want to do it. Yeah. And I think people want to feel heard and listened to. And sometimes like, it's all about them. I know me being a mom of young kids, my needs get like thrown to the wayside. And not only just as a mom with young kids, I mean, I think everyone just needs to feel special sometimes. And asking those questions and making it about them, not making it about you and, oh, I've been a photographer for this long and I can do this and I can do that. It's not even, as soon as you change it to about them, it's like, oh, I want to do that with you. I want to talk about myself, you know? Absolutely. You know, and that's not to be like narcissistic or whatever, but everyone innately has that in them that they want to feel special and important and heard. And I feel like you're doing that for people when you take that time to do this consultation. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that happens too, people want to be heard and they want to be known. Yes. But like you said, as a young mother, and then even as a mother of children who are grown, we get into that habit of being in the background or, you know, just being kind of behind the scenes, being the woman who's behind the scenes and working hard and doing good things and having a great life. And that is also a natural instinct to want to be seen. Yes. But, you know, when your kids are little or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, no, I'll just take all the pictures. And yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah. So being seen and being heard are super important. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Okay. So I want to focus a little bit more too on life as a counselor versus life now. (laughs) How does that look different? You know, how does life different from how it was before? It's amazing now. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, I remember there were some times, you know, I mean, working as a counselor, you're in this building and you are at the beck and call of 350 students 
And, and I didn't have like, I mean, there are some counselors who have 700 students on their caseload. Oh, yeah. So I'm at the beck and call of, you know, 350 students and their parents and their teachers to support their academic, social and emotional needs. Every day, mm-hmm. all day. And we're told like when our lunch break uh, is, yes. when we have to, the minute that we have to be in the building, yes. the minute we're allowed to leave the building. I mean, there's like no freedom. There is no, no freedom. freedom, freedom. There. I mean, it's like Fred Flintstone with the time clock, yes. you know, like, yes. oh my gosh. That's such a good way to put it. <laughs> and that's not saying that, like that's a bad life for people or whatever. You know, it just wasn't for me. And it sounds like it wasn't for you either. Absolutely. It just got to the point where I was like, really, I can't go get lunch because I only have a 20 minute lunch time. And then, Mm -hmm. and then all my phone calls are going to get backed up. And if there's an emergency and I was in a really high needs school as well. So it just seemed like there was always some kind of an emergency, some kind of trauma, like real, Mm -hmm. not kidding, trauma happening. And so, you know, I'd be in this like engaged, really intense situation. And then like, oh, well, go home and have a life. So there was just so much time for me that I had to just spend unwinding after a day that Mm -hmm. had been super intense. And it seemed like I had a super intense day almost every day. So there wasn't a lot of time left for engaging in something fun or even, you know, like I, I had mentioned, I had worked as a, or tried to, before I started with Sue, I had tried to do photography and have a business, but the other part of it, the school counselor part of my life just really seemed to suck a lot of energy out of me. And now, (laughs) now, oh yes. Tell me about the now. (laughs) It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I can schedule my clients when I want to. I work on weekends, which is great. And I can take time off during the week. I can do whatever I want. And I'm learning so much. I learned so much about photography and about, you know, my business and all of that all the time. And I, it's completely flexible to however I want to make it work for me. Now, financially, I know that was a big concern for you because you needed to make X amount to like pull your weight, you know, for Mm -hmm. paying the bills. Yes. So have you been able to do that? Well, the reason I ask this is I think that's probably the biggest reason that people don't quit their teaching job or their corporate job or whatever. They're afraid they're not going to have that income coming in. So I'm curious how that worked out for you. Well, it's worked out great. (laughs) You know, my first two years were growing years, which was fine. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to be, you know, like equal to my 20-year educator salary right away, but I doubled after my first year. Wow. And then I almost doubled last year. I was just looking at my number. So in my third year, I made significantly more. I went over the six-figure mark. In my third year. Nice. Yes. So that just, wow. yeah. And that's more than you were making for 20 years as a school counselor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, ge- I'm going to make a yeah, guess there. That's a wild that's- guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, that's the first time I'd ever made over six figures. So I feel really good about that. And really, it's just so empowering to be able to do that and to work really hard. I've always worked hard and to enjoy myself and to make a really nice income on my own terms. Isn't that amazing? Imagine if you had not taken the leap because you were worried about paying for healthcare. Right. Or because you were worrying about the stability, you would still be in that the school yes. stressing out, yes. counting down the, the minutes until it was the weekend. I, I was there. Yes. Like I remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep. So for the people out there who you know, are just like on the fence. Like, you know, I'm in the same position that Julie was in or, you know, what would you say to them? What advice would you give to them? I would say hop off that fence and try it because you owe it to yourself to become your next best self, to do the thing that you want to do, to have an impact and in a way that you don't even... Like, I didn't even know what I didn't know. And the power, Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. had clients tell me, it's so fun. They're like, Julie, I don't know if you know how important portraits are, but 
these portraits that you took of our family together last summer for our 50th wedding anniversary mean everything to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not that this is like only the time, but people will call me and they'll say, oh, my husband passed away and these photographs have just mm, given me mm-hmm. so much joy. And it's lucrative and it's just so satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. I remember I had this client, she was in her 50s as well, and she was newly single. We're not so newly, but she decided that this was a time in her life where she was ready to just do something new and different. Anyway, so she booked her photo shoot with me and she hadn't even seen the photos yet. This was just a couple days later. She was like, I just wanted to tell you that I enjoyed myself so much and felt so beautiful and so special. I ended up going out and I bought a bike and I've been riding my bike around town. I scheduled a road trip. Like she was like, it just inspired me to do all of these things. And it brought tears to my eyes. Tammy, her name, I just adored her. Yes. And when she got her photos, she cried and she loved them. And on top of it, you know, when you're charging a certain amount of money for something, you want your clients to connect with their photos and to feel so great about them that it it was such an even exchange of of money. Like I think she spent like $1,800 at the time. That was my middle package at the time. And she, it was like nothing to her. She was just like, wrote the check and here you go. Because to her, it was such an important piece to the puzzle that she needed at that time. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Tammy. And she was like, no, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. We can provide service in other ways. Absolutely. That make people, yeah. I have a client who sent me this gorgeous bouquet of flowers. And she said, nice. thank you for making me feel beautiful. And she, when I called her to thank her for the flowers, she said, when I called the florist, I wanted to make sure that they put the best flowers in there because it was just such Aww. a, yeah. I mean, it was, and I get that frequently. Like my clients will bring me gifts. So amazing. To say thank you. And I'm like, yeah. yes, you know, thank you. And they're like, oh, thank you. This was amazing. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's so great. That's when you know you're providing great service for sure. Yes. I mean, yeah. And you know, I mean, coming from a helping profession, I know personally, I was so burned out from helping people. And I know that probably sounds bad, but I was to the point where I just, I needed to focus on myself. But now that, you know, years later where I've come to a place of just helping myself and I feel I'm a better person, I'm just happier and more content. And now when I want to do different helping things, I can go volunteer. There's so many things that I can do to contribute to society and then also have a job where I feel like I'm helping people. It's like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be your identity all day long as this career. Like you can do, you know, the traditional helping professional type things without it being your career. Yes. And I also feel like what you mentioned earlier, that equal exchange because I am so grateful for my clients and my community and the community that I live in, the businesses around here, the people, Mm -hmm. and they are so grateful to me. And so it's a financial even exchange and it's also a gratitude even exchange because they're really grateful that they are able to have the experience and that they're able to feel this way and able to see themselves in a way that maybe they've never seen themselves or maybe they haven't seen themselves that way in a very, very long time. And that's so powerful for people. It is. It really is. I love it. Yeah, me too. I mean, it just sounds like you have really created a pretty amazing business for yourself. What does your husband think about it? Oh my gosh, he is remarkable. So he has just retired from a big corporate job in the computer world that he did for 25 years. And now he has been inspired to start his own business as well. Oh, nice. It's so great. And so, you know, it's like he feels like he's living his dream because he has seen me build my dream and the life of my dreams. So yeah. It's, That's so awesome to hear. I love that. It is awesome. I love that. And it, it's very yeah. cool. And we've been able to do it well, together and be able to do it in a way that, you know, because I did it, he can now do it. And all of the stuff that I've learned from Sue and all of it, you know, he's going to get that, oh, yeah. that too. So Yeah, it's been pretty great. It's so cool. And I know I keep like saying, oh, me too, me too. But it just seems like our stories are so aligned in so many ways because my husband was the same. I mean, he worked 
for an electrical company for since the time he was 18 years old. And he never thought he would be able to quit that company. Like never. He thought he was just like his dad. Like, and, you know, his dad has a great job. He's a tool and die maker, but like he'll, his dad will retire doing that. And that's just what he thought he would do. He would retire with an electrical company. And he was able to quit that company years ago to stay home with our boys. And now he's ready. Like our boys are getting a little bit, you know, older where, you know, whatever. Anyways, and he now has started his own business where he gets to pick and choose the clients he wants. And it's similar. He saw me do it and now he's doing, it's just the coolest thing. It's so great. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Do you ever wonder too, if you inspire other people around you to do it, to do, you know, start their own thing? You know what? Until you just asked, no, but I probably have. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. That's how I, like, I saw a friend building her photography business on Facebook. This was back in like 2010. I started watching her do it and I was like, wow, she's like building this really great photography business. Like, how is she doing that? And I just started watching her do it. And that was what sparked me. So I bet you are. I bet you are inspiring a lot of people. Because not everyone feels like they can make big changes in a career in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Like, I feel like we're conditioned that you choose your career in your 20s, you go to college, or you have a trade or a skill and you just do it. Yes. It's like, you can make changes. Like you really can. Absolutely. And I just read something recently too about there's some kind of, I don't even remember the name of it, but I think Seth Godin even talks about it. But people have this belief that it's like a sunk cost and you need to keep doing it and you need to keep doing Mm. the thing that you've been doing because, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. it'll get better. Well, it might, Mm -hmm. but it might get amazing if you do something else. So- (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Totally. That's what I would say about getting off the fence. <laughs> yeah. 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 No kidding. Yeah. I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I do have a couple questions that I want to ask for our listeners because I ask the same questions at the end of every episode. And I'm wondering if you'll answer them for me. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Okay. The first one is what is something that you can't live without when you're shooting? I love this question. And one of the things that is so important to me when I'm shooting, besides my camera and all of the things, are my posing guides and my posing cards. And I go through Mm -hmm. those every time before a shoot and I mark what I feel like I want to do as I'm going to go because I could get so caught up in the moment of the shoot And then I would completely forget what I wanted to do and the looks that I wanted to create. Mm -hmm. So I have those posing guides from Sue and those are, you know, I've got like little post-it notes on every single one of them. So that's absolutely essential for me. Yep. Nice. Awesome. And how do you spend your time when you're not doing photo shoots? Well, I love to be outdoors. Um, My husband and I, we love to ski and bike ride and travel. So all of those good things. We also love the beach. We live in the close to the mountains, but we love the beach. So we love to travel and cook. Awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love those things too. I can't wait to travel again. Okay. Number three, what is your favorite inspirational quote? Well, my favorite inspirational quote is long, but the short part of it, it's from Mary Ann Williamson. And I feel like it's really relevant to me as well as my clients. And it is, we are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we give others permission to do the same. And I just love that. Wow. That is such a beautiful quote. Thank you. A couple other guests have actually said that they love that quote as well. So yeah, it's just definitely a beautiful one. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. And then, you know, we already kind of covered the question when I asked, what would you say to people who are just getting started in terms of if they wanted to leave their career? But what would you say to people who are just kind of starting, you know, dabbling in the whole photography business? Well, I think... Sue Bryce Education is a great value and a great resource. And Mm -hmm. I feel like every, there's always something to learn. So I would say keep learning, keep growing, and stay open to all of the possibilities because there's so many different ways to create a life that you really love doing something that you really love. Oh, so true. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So what's next for you? 
keep growing, keep living the dream. I'm reworking my website right now. And the thing that I really want to add to my, to my business and my photography is to do more dream destination shoots. I've done a few of those. Mm -hmm. I did Mm -hmm. one in Thailand last year, which was fabulous. (gasps) Wonderful. Yes. And I did one in Hawaii. So I want to offer more of those. And I also want to offer day in the life sessions so people can have a session and an experience that's really, you know, lasts a whole day or a good part of a day. So, yep. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see where you go. You have to keep me posted about all of this good stuff. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> and last but not least, where can people find you if they're looking for you online? Well, my website, probably by the time this is posted, will be up and ready to go. It's my name, julieulstrup.com. And I've got a YouTube channel that's Julie Ulstrup Photography and Facebook and LinkedIn, all of those. It's my name. My name is my business is my brand. Very cool. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that I saw you posting in the Facebook group and that I was able to connect with you and that you were willing to do this with us because I just, I love your story. I think it's so wonderful. Thanks, Nikki. I am really grateful to you because you have inspired me for a long time and it's been great to get to know you like this. And I'm so happy to be part of Super Ice Education and it's really had a huge impact on me and my life and my business. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. We'll tell your husband congrats about his business too. I will. I will. And you, the same (laughs) with your husband. Oh, thank you. I will. I will for sure. All right, Julie, you take care and thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35 and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads. I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.